Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. My name is Aid, and with me is my good friend Christian. How you doing buddy? Thank you, very good. And yourself? Uh, yes, um, we are enjoying uh, a little heat wave here in the UK. So uh, it's been very nice to, to be out and about in the sunshine. And uh, yeah, so so all good really. Oh, that's a very British response, isn't it? To talk straight about the weather, but there we go. I mean, yeah, what? but I mean, you should be like uh, skipping around and singing all the time when it's sunny in Britain, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's what I spent the vast majority of my day doing when I haven't been on Teams calls <laughs> with colleagues. Um, so, so uh, yeah, sadly, uh, no Rachel or Claire uh, this evening. Uh, Rachel has had, um, uh, well, has had a strange thing happen in her studio in Liverpool regarding the windows, which I think is now resolved, but it to take many hours out of her day. Yeah. Uh, while workmen were doing that work uh, and so uh, she's unable to join us this evening and I believe Claire is is traveling she's on her way home from Revelat the uh, festival just north of Barcelona I think it's north of Barcelona just outside Barcelona uh, where she has been showing off all of her photos that she's been doing with light painting that we heard about in the last conversation and being the star she is and being the star she is yeah absolutely so so just you and me tonight mate um apologies everybody that uh we are uh have had a gap of a couple of weeks uh that things are it seems almost impossible for to find a slot where the four of us can get together at the moment to record a sunny 16 podcast it doesn't i think it happened last time two weeks ago but other than that or if it was it three weeks ago because we've missed i think it was three weeks ago because we've missed two weeks so uh, yeah, it's amazing how much life got in the way life so, did get in the way um, and that's really the best way to yeah to explain this gap Absolutely, yes, it is. It is the best way to explain this gap. So, but we are here um, and uh, now, and we are ready to wrap up the mini series on lighting that we've been enjoying somewhat sporadically for, <laughs> for the last seems like several months. It was only supposed to be a really quick run of about four shows, but it seems to have taken us about two or three months to get through four shows. I mean, for everybody binge listening to uh, the episodes, it will be a short time, but... That's true, yes. Yes, so apologies, everybody. Uh, uh, and uh, But we're back here for this week. Okay, uh, so what we're going to do, really, is, uh, first of all, we're going to uh, talk about what we've learned well we might actually might say that at the end because i think the good bit of the day today's show we might as well dive straight in is the is the listener photos and the sunny 16 team photos uh around our assignment on intentional lighting and what it is that we've been sent so thank you to everybody uh that has contributed to that um we will have a a, a chat through those now and uh including my own and christian's own and uh we'll we'll see where we get to and then after that i think uh probably just a, a little reflection perhaps on uh sorry that was entirely unintended pun there on the, the, on the word reflection mm -hmm. um, a little mental reflection on uh how it how we've uh talked about light and what it is that we may have enjoyed about that so yes shall we dive straight in we should Okay, who's up first then? So the first uh, image that we have here is uh, shot by Sam, uh, whose uh, handle is Sam's Photo Life on Discord. And maybe it makes sense to read her ca the caption of a photo and then describe the photo. So uh, she writes, um, looks like I'm first to post regarding the lighting podcast. Here's a photo shot uh, just a week ago. The occasion was my wife's birthday. She was born a twin, but her identical sister was stillborn. She has always missed her sister. She never knew. This year, she managed to get a copy of the stillbirth certificate and is in the process of finding her sister's grave. She was. Um, she has found this process incredibly hard, but needed to do it for the birthday. For this birthday, we decided to honor um, her with a um, mirror portrait. This is a crop from a four by five, uh, with a mirror propped on a worktop, and her leaning in and resting her arm in front of the mirror. We used old nineteen eighty studio flash, bounced with an umbrella, f eleven a hundredth a second, uh, two hundred. 
10 millimeter lens roughly one meter away i, I mean that's obviously with a large format camera so that translates translates to much shorter focal length um the 35 millimeter um, um format yeah. um i'm really looking forward to the mini series and the shows on sunday 16 presents yeah so it's um, an amazing photo um yeah all the more so because the emotions attached to it um yes th thank you sam for for sending this in and for, for sharing the story a tragic story but thank you um the i i love this photo um uh the, the lady in it i don't think we get her name do we just that she's sam's wife no i don't think um, so no. so this is yes so the 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 the, the portrait is is set so that um also oh, the the composition is set so that the, actually it is the image in the mirror uh that is in focus yes it, it seems so think that yeah. is it is a very tight crop yeah. and i can't see a frame particularly but i think that's what it is isn't it and it, that's that's what makes this image really because it's really tight as, and then it's um it's very close and per, up close and personal isn't it it is it is and um and uh the lady in question has a lovely smile as well and looks looks happy and peaceful which is great um so i i think this is a uh i'm struggling to in some ways to disc decouple the, the photo itself from the story and i guess i guess maybe we don't need to um but uh the, i can't look at this without the, the the story that comes with it and i think it's an amazing story and it's a wonderful expression of uh of the idea yeah, the thing is, since the mirror is um, at a 45 degree angle, what we can see in the image is a frontal shot. Uh, and that's the one that is in focus of the lady's face. And then the outer focus uh, reflection or the outer focus. Or, no, it's not the reflection. The, the original, the unreflected um, <laughs> image is, is out of focus, which is uh, obviously an amazing thing you can do with large formats up so close and and it it because it's out of focus it has this a little bit ethereal feel and in terms of lighting i think it's um, amazing because it's slightly lighter than uh, the reflected image for obvious reasons but that makes it even that adds to the ethereal atmosphere that you feel in this image so looking at the image um without the um the story uh, the background story is already fascinating but with the background story i think if that's what sam wanted to achieve you know showing that uh, uh, another half of the lady in the image is, is missing yeah it's uh, amazingly done it's very it, good and yeah. it is yeah definitely um and just to just to talk a little moment for on the uh, the lighting techniques uh, here so um, it is uh, I, would, I would describe this as a low-key image a, a low-key black and white image excuse me um, and the uh, so, so it, it's shot to be dark everywhere but the subject's face or, or, or faces I suppose given that it's a reflection and you can see the, the original yeah. and the reflection so it, it very much yeah there's there's no doubt uh, as if there could be in a crop like this but there's no doubt who who or what the subject is and there's also no distractions to to lead your eye away so i think this is a wonderful use of the the intentional lighting technique here yeah uh to to really make um you know, make the photo uh, uh, uh i can say a very pure image and, and what i mean by that i suppose is that there's no distractions there's no busyness in it it, it is just the the picture of of the person uh, and i think that's a wonderful thing there's good, yeah, cho the, good choice uh, of technique as well for this particular thing yes the exposure is also spot on i think because even even though the background is intentionally dark you can still see a, a slightest structure in the background and uh, which means it's it's not the blacks are not drowned in any way it's it's yeah very well executed yes amazing yeah. Great shot. Well, thank you, thank you, Sam, and and yeah, of thank course, you very much, Sam's wife as well. <laughs> yeah, amazing shot. Yeah, absolutely. well done, good team. Okay, yes, right. So moving on then. Uh, next up is uh, 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 our, or so your your good friend, uh, Jonathan Becker. Yeah. Who is? Uh, um, thank you, Jonathan, for uh, sending this in. So um, 
this is an intentional lighting shot of a light. (laughs) (laughs) Or particularly a a large old-fashioned light bulb. And it's a fantastic shot that that Jonathan has sent us, actually. Um, It is, again, it's what I'd call a low-key shot. um, And it is a a, a good good old-fashioned looking uh, light bulb with a tungsten filament in it you know one of the wound tungsten filaments in it and it it's lit um it's on it's on a black, a black background and it's really lit only very marginally uh, it's sort of the edge of the light bulb is is lit um and the things inside it you know the element and the mountings for the element are lit and then to, towards the bottom of the shot the the actual um fitting that the light bulb is 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 attached to uh it is lit again from the side so um it's a it's a really really interesting uh use of light here and jonathan very kindly sent us a behind the scenes shot of this as well um it should have mentioned i suppose that these first two shots are available on our discord for anybody that wants to to see them because that's where they've been submitted exactly and uh so so the 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 behind the scenes shot here the the light bulb is that uh, it's in front of a black background, which I guess is yeah, which is why the the back of the uh, or the, the the shot itself is is very low key uh, with a black background, and there are two speed lights that are mounted either side of the light bulb and slightly behind it, uh, so so they're on light stands, uh, and what you're getting then in the image is a slightly backlit but from each side pretty evenly i have to say um shot of the light bulb with what looked to be just bare speed lights uh, yeah i what i found uh most amazing about this image are two things the one thing is the light bulb is actually shining i don't know if you realize that uh yeah. it, it's much easier to see in the behind it yes it did i should have mentioned and, that. and, and that's much. amazing because uh he shot it at a 16th of a sec 60th of a second second but at f45 so um the 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 aperture the really small aperture blocks away lot lots of the light but even though it's and that's the second thing i find amazing is even though it's a shot it's glass in front of a deep black um background you can still see all of the glass of the bulb. So yes. yeah, that's what I find. It's a very well executed shot. And I, I don't say that because I, I know Jonathan, it's a really good shot. Yes, we should probably read the message that Jonathan uh, gave us with it, with the image. He says, yeah, you go ahead, I, enough I, of I, my accent. You <laughs> uh, uh, nothing wrong with your accent. Absolutely wonderful. Right, so uh, yeah, anyway, Jonathan says, um, I also wanted to create something for the lighting in assignment. In our house, only one old style light bulb still exists. We replaced everything with power saving alternatives long ago. It's probably about right for our house as well, actually. I couldn't tell you where where old style ones like this exist anymore. Um, I wanted to take a picture of this last piece of old technology. I used an intrepid 8x10 camera with a 240mm lens and a 5x7 reducing back. I went for some generic 5x7 x-ray film, so costs for multiple tests wouldn't be too bad. Exposure settings for the switched on light bulb were a 60th of a second at f45 and I used two additional speed lights to highlight the shape of it. Technically this counts as a macro image as the image reproduction is about one to one. Okay, that's Mm, interesting as well. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I'm guessing X-ray film film is quite slow film, isn't it? So that really would have been, without those speed lights, a very dark exposure indeed. And I suppose, yeah, we can see that that must be the case because in the finished shot, the filament glows slightly, but you you can still see all the detail of everything in that bulb. So, Mm. um, uh, yeah, it's definitely not the, the the, the lit filament is definitely not overpowering the rest of the shot. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, awesome. So uh, yes, um, and and then um, that started well, almost started a trend. I wouldn't say it goes viral if only one other person does it. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much to Gilbert who also sent us uh, a light bulb, and in, uh, and um, this one's really interesting as well, isn't it? 
Um, so this is again on a dark background um, and is again an old fashioned light bulb. And But it is this time, I think it is the, the fact that the light bulb is on that is lighting uh, the, the whole scene. Um, yeah. so, so you just get a little bit of a sense of, of the, the, the clamp or the stand that the light bulb is in, or is it maybe it's a lamp, I guess, a, a base of a lamp. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the rest of it fades to black. So also, I, th I think the, 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 the fact that, uh, yes, the, um, the glowing part of the, of the light bulb is obviously illuminating and, and, and obviously the, the lightest part of the image, it's still toned down enough in terms of, um, exposure that, um, it's not overpowering and. I like that a lot because uh, also the way the light bulb is mounted, you 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 can only guess that it's sort sort of like a lap stand that he's using to clamp. Uh, the, That's the... what I was I was thinking. It looks like a from from a, a an old chemistry lab or yeah, something like exactly. that. You know, with a, a rubberized clamp on the end. Yeah. You know, but funny whole... enough, it leaves leaves enough uh, in the dark, uh, literally, to just uh, you know keep you guessing. Yeah, it's. It's a, ni a very nice shot. Yeah, very effective well. shot. Yeah, and uh, and I think the the fact that the light bulb bulb is not exactly clean and uh, uh, that way the light is scattered a little bit also adds to the image. Yes, yes, it it's definitely um it, it works well with the, as you say that if it is a, a indeed a, a clamp stand from a a, a lab it, it has a whole sort of. Victorian feel to it, doesn't it? Of you know, you know, this this could this shot could have been taken in the you know, in the eighteen eighties or something like that. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Gilbert also shoots large format a lot. So this, I'm I sorry, Gilbert, I can't remember what you wrote uh, that you shot this uh, image with. But uh, if I remember correctly, he's also very fond of large format. So that could very well be large format camera, which mm. fits the. Uh, the era probably yes yeah Ooh. good stuff okay well that's the the listener contributions um next up it's it's me and you so uh i i guess i shall i go first or do you want to go first or? no you go first you go, go first okay so uh i think i i think i've posted these in a discord if not i will post them before the show goes out so that everybody can see them so i i've tried to take a a different um a different take on intentional lighting for this. So this this is a a triptych, a, 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 a small set of three photos with which I am trying to tell a story. I'm actually telling this story in print. Um, so these photos, I've got several test prints lying around uh, my office at the moment, ink inkjet test type test prints. I'm trying to figure out how I make the most of these three images. Uh, and and get them printable and put them on the wall in the house somewhere so mm. the the three images go together as i say to try to tell a story and the story is the first image is of uh supposedly of a a fairly um barren overheated landscape uh the second picture is of of two children in that bat landscape so it's slightly you know, less less of a large scale photo but you know, a bit of a smaller uh, field of view and two children you know desperately trying to find food or water or shelter in in the blazing sunshine in this very barren landscape and uh the third image is of a uh a, i think it's a horse box actually you know the, the sort of thing that you tow yeah. behind a truck that you can fit a couple of horses in um not a big not a big truck where it's all built in but the sort of one that you tow but it's been converted to a cafe and there's a few people around it queuing up for you know nice cold drinks and and cake and ice cream and stuff like that um so the story is is that uh you know the the, the slight and and very obvious uh um, so I don't think I could call it a twist, but the, the very obvious play here is that what starts out as looking as a barren and hopeless landscape and two children desperately trying to find something, of course, actually is a pretty benign environment because it we were at the beach and these shots are taken in sand dunes and uh, that actually there was a, a van on the beach that sold refreshments. Um, having yeah, said that... You, you, you'd give your children uh, coffee, which would make any 
holiday even more interesting, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't think they 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 either of them would enjoy coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I once read in a just reminded me I once read in a in a store, uh, unsupervised children will receive a double espresso and a puppy from us. <laughs> Very good. Just yes, yeah, you don't, you don't, that's not something that any parent wants. No. So, so okay. So there's a, there's a story here, right? And I'll talk about yeah. the intentional lighting bit of it, element of it as well. So this was actually a really hot day. Um, it was earlier this year uh, in Cornwall. It was just a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and uh, we we were at a beach, and there were lots of sand dunes behind the yeah behind the shore. So um, it was a big, big, long beach, miles long, and lots of sand dunes, um, and it was a lovely place. Um, but it was yeah. I, what I when I had the idea for this story um, came from the fact that basically as soon as we parked up the car just behind the beach, you know, in the in the the gravelly car park area, the first thing that my son wanted was to go run into the run into the food van, right? He was just thinking <laughs> with his stomach. And it wasn't like it was lunchtime, it was mid morning, right? He'd not long had his breakfast and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but you went by car and my theory is that cars were invented for children uh, to feed them. <laughs> because you just drive around with the kid in the back uh, for five minutes and they're like i'm hungry i'm thirsty yeah it's a very good point i hadn't thought of it that way uh so good point so the yeah so the idea i had was to make a, a silly little story in, in a few pictures that based upon that real life thing about patrick being absolutely desperate for, for some, i, I really like the idea actually i was wondering did you use any color filters because i think the sky um i i would have thought you might might have used like a blue filter maybe uh, in or something because it, uh, the sky is rather i mean I, I imagine it must have been pretty blue but it's it's not in the it, it's black and white images by the way we i think we haven't mentioned that well i was just about to get onto that yes so they're black and white images they're they're very very high key now they they do stretch into the black or almost black but only in a very few places and that's mm -hmm. that's by design and that has actually been crafted so no they weren't shot with a filter on but there's quite a lot of post-production edits on these photos because what i wanted was a very high key very low contrast image so you know um the, the trying to get the sand in the sand dunes to be as white as or uh, as possible you know and, and the sky to be as light as possible without losing definition in the few clouds mm. that there, there were around at that point and really just trying to push as you know in histogram terms trying to push as far to the right as possible to get the the highest key image i possibly could without starting to to lose detail or to just make funny tonal artifacts uh, because that that and this is the this is the intentional bit right so so my mental image was of this crafting you know the this desert scene and i thought about well you know and and the original photographs are in color um, and you know the grass and the sand dunes is green the sand is yellow the sky is blue <laughs> yeah the clouds in the sky are white and so you look at and you look at them and go no that just looks like a nice day i'm not trying to take a photograph that describes mm. a nice day i want to be intentional with the way that the light is used here and i want to uh i, I want to make a desert scene yeah so i, I think, think that the black and white is right up my alley because uh, I think sometimes, especially for these images, color would be just distracting, wouldn't it? I th thank you. So yeah, I think so. That um, the one of the the food van, um, I have also done a nice sort of pastel color. It happens to be a sort of light blue color, and if you tweak that a little bit into the cyan and make it very pastel colored, you know, uh, it looks quite nice. But it wouldn't tell the story in the same way mm. that as the black and white would so so this is my, so i did deliberately overexpose in the camera and then in uh back back on the computer i tried to make it a, as bright as, as i possibly could so that and that was my artistic uh, uh, imp way of well hopefully artistic but that was me trying to be expressing the story that i wanted to tell in an artistic way with the, with the way that i used the light there both in the capture and in the in the edit in post 
So um, I, I guess there's a question here. Is that is that intentional light then? Does it count if the light was already there and you're trying to maximise something? You know, the, the, the thing is, if you intentionally show up at a certain time of a day, why not? Because the sun is not yeah, like okay. at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's... it's the brightest it's the uh, the furthest up in the sky so yeah ah, i would call that no, intentional thank you. That's, in that's interesting so because i mean other people go uh photograph a sunset or a sunrise so i mean obviously um if you if you're on a family family holiday you you're not scheduling visits to the beach uh according to uh, the light that you want to have, but uh, I think um, using the light that is present in a way to tell a story is intentional. So I'll uh, I think that counts. Okay, thank you. All right, that's because it did feel a bit weird. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, and that's one of the reasons I shared these particular images because if you are uh, as our as the people who have. Um, submitted images our listeners who've submitted images have all chosen to to share with us indoor shots that have got that you know that are very um very nicely but of course very deliberately set up um so the composition is set up the lighting is set up and what have you and what mm. i was trying to do was to take it to um have, have, take a creative angle on what i was presented with in the big wide world it seems a bit funny saying i'm this is intentional lighting of the whole of the landscape. <laughs> this is oh. like, imagine how many lights you'd need for that. Well, of course, yeah. you only need one, really. It's called the sun. But <laughs> but, but then then again, uh, using that sort of light, which I would normally describe as not exactly ideal, that's something that you intentionally have to do. Because, okay. because normally if you, I mean, there are hardly, look for example, looking at the kids or the people standing in front of uh, the, the snack van or the snack trailer, they hardly have any shadows, which means that must have been That's like true, in the yes. middle of the day. And uh, funny enough, I think the characteristics of the black and white images remind me of my favorite film, oh, um, okay. Overexposed. So I, I love to shoot uh, Adox Silvermax when it was available. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I always um, joke that it that it's the portrait of black and white films because it has an, a huge amount of latitude. And if you overexpose it, um, like a stop or something, um, the the look is almost exactly what I see in your images. Ah, interesting. Okay, thank uh, you. It, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, interesting. It. it it's uh it, it was a it was an in, a, an interesting thing for me to do to do this and i still haven't like i say i haven't i haven't quite got it finished yet it's quite mm. quite a challenge it when you're printing in an with an inkjet to understand how just how far you can push it even if you do something like soft proofs which i mm. i haven't been doing um but um it's quite difficult to know just how much you can push before it all turns to mush in the print it could look perfectly okay i've had several test prints that look perfectly okay on the screen and then when you print them out it, it's just all turned to mush uh, you've lost all the detail so it's um it's an interesting uh, ex interesting exercise but i think that is something that's really worth uh learning um because mm -hmm. if you if you really want to prove a print there's an, an enormous amount of work you could put into it. You mean like using uh, the the um, what's it called the profiles of the printer, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, calibrate your screen and so on, and and um, that even goes for people who um, who use film but then scan it and want to print it in a certain way. I mean, lots of people who um, have an analog um, camera. Uh, later on use a digital workflow and yeah it's a whole realm of stuff you can learn if you want to and that obviously gives you amazing results if you put the the work into it but i, I find it rather tedious and sometimes i really i i catch myself saying yeah i think they'll the images will look good enough which they 
lucky enough mostly do but <laughs> especially on an inkjet i think if you use like a professional print service uh we have sal digital in germany mm -hmm. i think you have it in the uk as well um they they don't use inkjets they use different methods i'm sh sorry i don't know what they use and um what you can see is that latitude is huge right you yeah, have yeah. you have a lot of latitude in the prints and that is really um very impressive uh, looking at your images uh, in in high quality prints and i uh, yeah i still really recommend i i i applaud the idea to print this tri uh, triptych because um i think if you if you frame those three images properly and uh, you probably I don't know how you will frame the knife, but I, I can imagine them in a vertical frame, you know, the first one on top and so on. And I've thought, I have thought thought about that. I've also been playing with the aspect ratio. So the first one, which is the, the big wide landscape, I right. was playing with more of a, uh, a wide screen, you know, even like a, you know, a proper cinema scope, sort of 2.35 to one kind of, you know, um, aspect ratio to, to give it that big feel um, and then the second one to be printed possibly in a three by two ratio as it came out of the camera and then the third one maybe square the one with the van uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, to be square and I'm wondering and then then I'm thinking about playing with the sizes so should they all be vertically the same even though horizontally they're different so actually what you've got is a, a shortening effect as you read across them left to right because you'd have the big landscape then you'd have a slightly closer in of the of the two kids then you'd have a square one you you end up with a shortening effect of, <laughs> of, of the prints and then I wondered whether actually they should be um, printed so that they get progressively bigger uh, as if you were zooming in right so so actually mm. the big wide landscape would be the smallest of the three prints and then the, the slightly closer one would be slightly bigger and then the, the the snack van would be the biggest one possibly also still square but or maybe not um, the only thing so, i can think about is how much the mask will cost you that you need to have cut for that <laughs> well it depends on what i do with them i mean what i tend to do with these things is is to get the prints and then stick them up on the wall and live with them for a while before <laughs> yeah. so you know like like uh just blue tack them yeah yeah so so, so like yeah. or, or or even better yeah white tack because then you don't when you take them off the wall they don't leave blue marks yeah so, yeah, good where, idea yeah, if you if you leave them up there for months which i do sometimes i leave things yeah tacks to the wall for months and you take it off and you go oh well, great that's all the color that was in my you know in my uh whatever you call it um sticky uh is now in the wall <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I like the idea i i can actually see all of the images in uh, uh, cinema ra uh, aspect ratio because lots of it is very horizontally stretched in a, in a way and yeah. I, 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 it would be a shame to miss out the people in the third image that are on the left-hand side. Because uh, it, yes. it basically, when I look at that image, I think, okay, the ones on the left-hand side are already fed. Uh, interesting. So that's interesting because that that image is is already a crop. So the I've shared three in um, uh, for, for the purposes of talking about them today, and they're all in a three. I think a three by two crop. Um, and um, but but they are actually certainly that third one is cropped already because um, the other take I was going for with that one was was a um, a Wes Anderson style everything yeah the <laughs> subject mass completely in the center of the screen so actually in the in the original of that shot the van is a bit smaller but it's in the dead center of the image and there are a few people dotted around on the beach enjoying <laughs> their snacks so, oh, good idea we'll see and you know i'm it's nice to be able to play with these things and live with them for a while and and see how they go i'm i yeah. yeah this has been going on for a few weeks anyway there we go that, that was my use of intentional light for our assignment um yeah, what have you got for us yeah i uh as you remember i uh, spent some time in helsinki uh, for business and uh lucky enough i had the opportunity to shoot um uh uh, between the appointments that I had 
And <clears throat> what I really, I mean, I mean, I love Helsinki, I have to say, because it's, yeah, I don't know, it's 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 got flair, you know. It has these mm -hmm. boulevards, and it's right next to the sea, and so on. And I've seen Helsinki. I've been to Helsinki a number of times, and I've seen it in really bad weather. I've seen it in good weather, and <clears throat> last time we had amazing weather not in terms of photography because it was you know all uh, bright and and sunny and blue skies <laughs> but um lucky enough um that gave me the idea because i was able to shoot in the morning that gave me the idea to use the light that we had um even though it was harsh i i, I wanted to um use all the reflections that uh, i got and the the contrast that I got in the scattered light and, and um, do something with lights and shadow because uh, within those boulevards, sometimes the light, you know, falls on one side of the, uh, the street with the buildings. Helsinki doesn't have really tall buildings. So they are quite, quite, um, you know, like a three to four story buildings, if at yeah. all, like, <clears throat> so the, the light, basically enters the, the the streets on one side and then gets reflected by the windows or when you're close to the harbor you have the uh, the um, the reflections in the water and so on that's what I try to capture in my images yeah I I can I can see it so, so this first one actually is a, a, a street image where you, it looks like exactly that so the the image is at one level, it it's uh, an image of a of a building. Uh, looks like they they've got some scaffolding poles on the street outside. They're doing some work, but that's not really what the the photograph is of, is it? The photograph is of the patterns of reflected light, which I'm guessing from what you've described are reflected from a building that's essentially behind you, you know, on yeah. your side of the street. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, the the reflect the, the sun is reflecting off the glass windows and and onto the walls of this building. I I love this picture because of you know, all the different textures in it. There's, there's so much to look at. Um, but yeah. for me, it's very much about the reflected light. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, pretty untypical for me. Uh, it's. Uh... It's all color because um, I, I really like the colors that um, I had that day. The, the 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 I mean, it's not like there are spectacular colors there. They are all uh, a little bit subdued, except maybe for uh, some of the little what's it called, like marking poles that uh, that tell the traffic that uh, there is scaffolding on the on the on the street and so on. But yeah. Uh, yes. it was a, I have no idea what nice those would be called, actually. I have um, no idea. In, in no this idea country, we'd use cones for those, but they, they, those are sort of oh, like vertical not, bollard. A bollard, yeah, bollard would be bollard, a good word. something like that. Yeah. Bollard. And and the the, the fact is, um, I try on, on you know you know we um, normally I think uh, images or photos through a lot, and that day I thought I'd just shoot what I see, and I only cool. had. Um, um, a camera with a 40 millimeter equivalent lens with me so i wasn't you know um bothered with too much choice and uh i i try to not overthink stuff and that's um yeah that's why i personally like <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like that's really hard for you to to not overthink stuff uh yeah sometimes it is <laughs> most of the time <laughs> i th i think there's um it I think it, it something that happens to me sometimes when when I'm visiting a place I've not been to before and I'm traveling so I can appreciate that I, I have you know, places I go to frequently you know I, I can be very relaxed you know so especially London right where I've been shooting as, as a commuter I've been shooting around London for years and so if I have a camera in my hand and I walk my whatever walk I have to do from the railway to, to wherever um, and I don't see a single shot. I really don't sweat it anymore because, you know, I've been, you know there'll always be another day and another, and another commute. And then sometimes uh, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, sometimes you see loads of stuff and you can get really excited. And sometimes I just walk completely in the wrong direction on purpose or take the lo a long loopy mm. way round just to go see some different stuff and things like that and, and focus on the photography for a bit. So, 
I have to admit when I'm uh, on a way for business and uh, which doesn't happen that often, but uh, when it does, I, I appreciate being inspired by places that I'm not um, visiting very often. Mm-hmm. I've never been to uh, Helsinki on holiday or anything, but um, yeah, I love the town and, 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 it's the 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 more i visit it the more i appreciate it i have to say and and um early on um the, 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 when i was there the first time i concentrated on the grand total basically on you know showing a lot of the city and this right, time yeah, i yeah. thought uh, i i wanted to have and that's what my my zine about helsinki is basically about and this time i, I focused on smaller details it's not like macroscopic stuff but you know no, but there are shots that you you know if you didn't know they might not be helsinki so i mean you, you've yeah. shared four shots here you've got that first one we described you've got one with a, a boat in the harbor which is um uh which has got some great reflections of the boat itself in the water it's fantastic it's a it's a sailing it's a it's a, a I don't know what you call it. A day yacht looks like it's about a twenty-seven footer or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the uh, uh, but that's yeah. Uh, that there's some nice reflections there, and then you've got one of a uh, some again some light that's filtering, I guess, through some building structure or something. Yeah, it's uh it's um in the in the old uh, market hall in Helsinki. Ah, okay. Basically, everybody go- goes to and. And it's lovely because it has uh, some windows, uh, and and the light basically zings through yeah. um, the windows. And for some reason, this this bag I, I photographed a bag that was hit by sunlight in a in a um, acute angle, and and no, is it acute? No, what's it called? And in, in, in a slight angled. Uh, um, the the beams are like so the windows are above yeah. aren't they so the the light is coming diagonally downward and you can yeah, see exactly. you can see the patterns uh, uh shadows on the wall of what i guess are the the bars of the window or the frames yeah. of the window yeah and 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 what i liked is uh, that the the bag that is well lit is basically framed by uh um what's it called like a, an emergency how do you call it a fire um uh, so there's a fire alarm, you know, alarm, sort of you know, yeah. break break glass and you know, uh, exactly. and hit, hit it with the hammer, you know, sort of break the glass to set the fire alarm off. Yeah. Exactly, that's on the left hand side, and another red patch pointing to a, a fire hose on the right hand side. I found that I don't know. It yeah, just it's nice. My no, eye it, I had yeah. noticed that that was something that, that that did jump out at me about this photo is that the, the bag is hanging off a, I guess a, a, a hook on the wall or some framework on the wall. And um, uh, and, yeah, and you've got these two red things either side, and I think the red goes nicely with the color of the yeah. the boxing in the lower left corner, which is a a yeah. sort of greeny blue kind of blue, but sort of verging on teal. And you've got so you've got a sort of yeah red and blue yeah. kind of contrast, which is yeah. Nice. I, I I used uh, I have to admit that in post I used um, uh, Fuji Pro VR 400X ah, okay. sort of um, color because that is a film that I really like. Um, yeah. Nice, nice, yeah, yes. Okay, and your fourth image back outdoors again. Then um, uh, you've got uh, you've got looks to be some fairly old buildings. There's one across the street with lots of regimented windows, and the one that you're close to looks like the rounded corner of a of a something that's made of red brick. Yeah, but I, I, I like this because you've got um, you've got square lines of light. So you've got the, the made, you know, lines of light uh, of sunlight made by shadow of buildings around wherever this is, and and yet the thing that you're very close to is a round shaped object. So you've got the square shape of the light and the round object. So that's what I notice in this one. I'm glad that you did because that was, that was exactly why I ah, love love that shot. <laughs> and uh, the the actually the brick building um, that the pedestal is a part of is a huge like cathedral on Katanayoka, which is. Oh, okay. uh, um, yeah, it, it, I think it's um, it's a Russian Orthodox church. I'm not entirely sure. Please, everyone from Helsinki, forgive me if I get this wrong. And if I'm not mistaken, it's um, uh, it has it's the largest Russian Orthodox brick church in Europe. But oh, also, okay. don't I need to look that up again? But I think it is. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, and the funny thing is, um, normally 
the church itself would be anybody's subject because it's impressive. Um, yeah, but since I've yeah. been there the second time, I thought, well, yeah, I, I, I shot that already. I, I wanted to focus on the details because I, I liked how this um, um, light and corner, uh, light and shadow sort of corner mm -hmm. thing um, interacted with with the round pedestal so no, that's yeah. a really interesting thing yeah no, i like that i guess over time you you could build a collection couldn't you of, of different types of shots some of those big yeah some of the 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 touristy site ones some of the establishing shots your big wide angle shots of places you could have your yeah. your deep close-up details you could have um you know, uh, other interpretations as well and you can end up I often find that when you're building a body of work, it helps to read about cinematography. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and the various yeah, or, or or these days, of course, watch YouTube videos because that's easier than reading, isn't it? But uh, of um, especially this sort of thing because you can see examples of it. But you know, to have an establishing uh, yeah, establishing shot uh, in cinematography terms about people, you know, a, a three quarter shot, you know, have a full length shot, a three quarter shot. Uh, a close up and then and then a a, a very close up yeah you know, just just hmm. yeah you know, just the face um and uh you know i i often try and keep that sort of thing in my mind if i'm trying to build a, a body of work um so i i um in a few weeks time less than less than a month from now actually um uh i will be going to the calgary stampede which is a, a rodeo in calgary, with your uh, with your 10 by 8 right no i'm not gonna no no i'm i'm i i have not quite decided I'm just, yet, uh, just it, kidding it's gonna be pocket cameras um and uh i'm i want to one of the things i want to do as my uh, as for, for me uh, as my holiday project or my creative project for that trip is to take loads and loads of photos uh, of that and then spend time working on those as a set maybe maybe mm. with the idea of uh, of creating uh, a zine perhaps um i also have the idea of maybe creating a uh, a notebook or journal with the images in so mm. not not the not the sort of journal where you you print them out stick them in the book and then write about what you did that day although i might do that as well just for fun um but the sort of journal that you get um on a on a dan milner youtube video you know where mm -hmm. he he creates journals for other people to write in you know sort of blank notebooks but scattered with graphic design and with Im and photos and things like that so i kind of have half an idea that there could be a uh, a Calgary Stampede notebook that I might make, or something like that. I, I, I mean, even if you if you um, if you put full page images in it, and if you think beforehand that you need space to write on, maybe uh, using negative space. Just so I do that a lot, like, actually. Yeah, I take a lot really of cool. a lot of negative space. I take a lot of what I think of as as background images. Sometimes in focus, sometimes not. But that shot of the um, that shot we've just been talking about, actually, of of the essentially of the way the light falls on the ground in the building in Helsinki, I would take a the 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 left hand side of that shot with no detail of either of the buildings and i would take just that shot and i would probably <laughs> take it deliberately as far out of focus as i can because then i don't have to put a blur on it when i use it <laughs> and i would use that as a textured background layer for a zine yeah um, good idea i think i think it's it's funny uh uh how um you're talking about curry i i when I look at my stuff that I shot in, in Helsinki, <clears throat> I think there is sort of like a development. You get to know a city better and better. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, and then you basically go from the big picture to details and to more details. And um, sometimes, and that happens probably uh, a lot to a lot of people, to their surroundings, to, to the city they live in, the town they live in. Sometimes you basically think you went through everything there is to shoot yeah you know because uh, that happened to me and um um there is an amazing um youtube channel that's called the photographic eye um that i recommend to people and um there was a um 
an episode on that channel and a video what that's called what to shoot when there's nothing worth photographing uh, and um I really recommend people to look at that because uh, what you were talking about in terms of cinematography, you know, close up, establishing shot and so on, uh, you can find that in um, um, what the video is about. You can, it, it, it basically tries to refocus your eye on stuff that is there by using different techniques, uh, techniques to approach an, uh, a scene. You know, looking at details, and uh, I don't want to spoil the video. Um, we'll, we we have to put a link in the show notes. <clears throat> but I think uh, um, that is a good technique to um, that you need in your toolbox uh, to, uh, you know, um, what you said about London. Sometimes stuff catches your eye for some reason and a scene that you've passed by several times is interesting because of some small detail that's added or some light that's uh, is there and yeah i think um sometimes it's hard to shoot stuff that you know really really well and yes yeah sometimes it is but sometimes you get lucky like the top of yeah the top of the in london the top of the shard being lost in the fog is quite a good one there are certain streets that the sun only goes you know it shines down you know certain times a year and stuff like that so it's it's you you can get to know little bits and bobs like that so anyway all right so uh sorry we we digress but that's okay because this yeah, is a podcast digress. and digression is a is, is a good thing in a podcast uh, and, and thank, we can thank... even digress without having claire here yeah <laughs> i think that's her favorite uh thing to say about herself oh i digress that's true she does but claire she? it's not only so, you it's thank us you for, as well well thank you for your shots of helsinki and the intentional use of light there i yeah excellent good stuff so uh there we go then that is essentially um the the lighting series um yeah, that we is. said that we would do uh wrap up i i've thoroughly enjoyed it actually um you know for me for, for you know I, i'd probably say this way too often so it's not going to be a surprise for anybody that listens regularly um for me photography is all about the light uh and i, I know that sounds like a really you know very it's obvious ve- thing very, to say very profound and obvious well it is obvious but I, I mean it in in the in the personal sense actually so neither yeah. profound nor obvious but in the sense that the what one of the things that really attracts me to photography as a creative yeah. activity is is the ability to see light and to capture light so you know um that's that's a, a key thing for me so uh, i love to play with the light i love to to you know bring my own lights with me i like to try and be creative with the light i'm presented with at any given time um i'm quite happy to go out and shoot in the middle of the day when a lot of landscape photographers say you shouldn't because for me there's just as much you know to do then you know creatively as there is in the the golden hours or the blue hours or or whatever is is traditionally held to be good light so yeah, and the exclamation, oh, look at that light, is what I find lovable about us photographers. Yes. Because there are so so few people. It's, 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 I mean, on a serious note, I think very few people actually appreciate uh, how important light is. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. It's, they, they take it as a given and say, yeah. Oh yeah, why is this light so nice? And you're like, yeah, look at this how how it's like indirect and and scattered and so soft and and they're like, oh yes, okay. Reminds reminds me of a light bulb story actually, which is relevant, I guess, seeing as we had you know images of light bulbs submitted. I remember once one weekend going away with my wife for the weekend, and we came back, and I switched on the lights in our kitchen, and it was like a football stadium. Like, like so like old football stadium like you know sodium lights you know, mm. and I was like what on earth has happened here and it turned out that my father-in-law had decided that he would replace because they've got lots of spotlights in our kitchen lot, uh, mm. replace all the little spotlights with LEDs and because he is who he is he bought the cheapest Chinese light bulbs he could possibly find. <laughs> and I think they probably had a CRI that started with a minus number. 
that that sounds so familiar i once uh, entered our living room and switched on the lights and i was like oh uh, is someone doing surgery here because it was like there were no shadows anymore everything was you know very hot uh in, in terms of kelvin light and yeah yeah so yeah, lucky enough those times are gone everyone is uh uh, every light bulb or LED manufacturer has understood that not everybody wants blue surgery, surgery, um, what's it called? Um, surgery lights. Yes. Surgical lighting. Yeah. Or surgical just daylight lights. lighting. Yes. I, um, yeah, I, I can't do that. I, to be honest, I, to, uh, I use photography lights as lamps right around. That. So it, it's certainly in my study and it's where, wherever I can get away with it, to be honest. Um, uh, funnily enough, one of them, the one that I was using earlier on, uh, before we started recording, actually the batteries ran out and it, I need to charge them. Um, I should have, or, or I should have plugged it in, but I didn't think to plug it in. I just switched it on and then the batteries ran out. Um, but that's a, uh, a light that, um, it's a, an LED panel light and I just like, set it to 3200. I think it, it goes from, it's one of these ones that goes yeah, by color and you can change the Kelvin temperature on it. Um, but I just leave it, uh, uh, at the warm end of whatever it goes mm. to uh bounce it off the ceiling and i get this nice soft light and i can see all the colors of everything in my room because it reflect it has a high cri and it, it, it looks nice and then i walk out into out of my room into the rest of the house and I'm like oh why are all the light bulbs different colors in every room and why can't i see color anymore and <laughs> yeah well, that's so, what happens when you know too much about light well, that's the thing. This is the thing you see, because as photographers, we train our eyes to see the light yeah. for it, for for what it is, and that is both a blessing and a curse. It's like um, a, a musician trying to listen to a, a song or a piece that he he or she knows really well, and it's really hard to enjoy it if you know how it's played and if you know that a person who's playing it you know, is probably cheating at one note or something and you're like, oh, that was wrong. And then, yeah, must be yes. the same. Absolutely. Yes, I, I'm sure it is. Sure it is. Anyway, there we go. So I, I've enjoyed the, the conversations about light um, and it's nice to nice to indulge a little bit. It was nice to hear about Claire's big project for the year and hopefully next week Claire will be able to join us and we'll be able to hear about how the show went at, at Revelat. that yeah. would be it'd be brilliant to get the end of that story actually having heard of the the, the creative story um uh, and I'm hopefully that at the festival there were some people there that weren't called James perhaps <laughs> it seemed that everybody that worked on the project with Claire she, she, she's, yeah James. she seems to have a huge James collection she does she does but uh but I'm sure Amazing. they all play a vital role in the process <laughs> amazing and it's so easy to remember the names isn't it uh, yes absolutely so that so yeah really like that really like the chance to to chat about you know yeah. just lighting in general and techniques and stuff like that so uh yeah it's all been good how about you any any highlights of the discussions for you uh I must say, I really recommend the series that uh um John Michael and you put up on the sunny sixteen presents oh, well, channel. You. So uh, it's not like it's a side project. It's it's good stuff. So I recommend everybody listen to it. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we've done two of those so far, and mm. uh, again, it's one of those uh, one of those podcasts. It's difficult to find the time to to get together, but we are doing another one of them tomorrow night. So, oh. um, as we record this on the 13th of june um it'll be out in about a week's time i think i hope so you know uh that would be yeah around about the 20th of june there should be the next installment of of the lighting lounge with uh, john michael and i uh, so yeah look forward to, to recording that catching up with john michael tomorrow because i haven't spoken to him face to face for a couple of weeks and uh, yeah it'd be good to good to talk all right well there we go then um so we'll be back next week yes i think so i used to say that really confidently but my confidence in saying we'll be back that, next uh, week yeah. has been shaken up a little bit but we we are we are planning to be back next week and yeah. we are unaware uh, as we record this of any reason why we should not be back next week <laughs> 
Yeah, so anybody who wants to throw in Rachel's windows in Liverpool, please don't. No, no, we need to, no, absolutely, we need uh, Rachel's windows to be fixed and we need Claire to be yes. home from her travels and hopefully we'll all be able to get together but uh, and, and make a, a show next week. So yes. uh, there's that, yeah, um, and uh, just one little reminder in the meantime, um, because it's less than two months now, by one day, to the photo walk in Oxford that is hosted by... Well, it's hosted by you, Christian, isn't no, it? No, it's hosted by Graham. Oh, you're the agreed. guest of honor. Oh, no, you're the guest of honor, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm not a local. No, no. I don't know anything about Oxford, except there are lots of bikes. There there are. There's some nice buildings as well. Old um, buildings. There's some, you know, like any city, there, there, there's some bits that are new and look like shop, and, and shopping centers and stuff like that. Although, having said that, the shopping center was rebuilt a few years ago in Oxford, so it's quite modern at the moment. <laughs> Uh, so yeah all sorts of stuff going on so 12th of august please make yes. a note be there 12th of august saturday the 12th of august in oxford um, yeah i think we'll uh, drop details on the discord channel oh we will definitely yes we'll make sure we do that and um uh, yeah it will, will be revealed um as soon as there's a as soon as there's a plan to share we will share the plan <laughs> and even if there is no plan you can still join. Yeah, save the, the date fun. anyway. Yeah, we'll be in Oxford yeah. on the twelfth of August. It's, it can't. It, it can't be that hard, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's us then, done. Then I think so. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Christian. Uh, it has been a pleasure as always, and we'll be back next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.